Welcome to the dungeon. You know what I haven't said at the beginning of this podcast? In Can a few you weeks? welcome someone to something when we're already we're already there? We when you're already in it, when yeah. you're already in the dungeon. Yeah, that's I got, true. Where's the salutation from within? We are pretty deep in the dungeon here. I don't. Yeah, we haven't extricated any bit of the, of ourselves. No, certainly not. <laughs> Was the plan for this podcast for us to climb out of this thing at some point? No. No. But I didn't know how just how much we'd be mm, standing back and blowing kisses to it either. <laughs> but it's but it's getting I'm getting good at that. Yeah, yeah, indeed. Um, well, we're living through kind of a dungeon year, um, so that's going on. Yeah. You're uh, so this week um, you're coming to us live from Miami, Florida. That's cool. Heart of the the heart of the beast. <laughs> right, Miami the heart Florida. of the beast. Um, we watched a couple of weird movies this week. You had me watch um, Scorsese's 1985 movie After Hours, which I had never seen. Of so course, that's the whole premise of this stupid podcast. <laughs> um, and I had you watch um, the 1940 G- George Cukor movie Philadelphia, The Philadelphia Story. Um, mm. A, mm. a a classic. I swear to God, man, a weird ass classic. Yeah. Um. So, what I wanted I wanted to start um by talking about After Hours was like a gut punch movie for me. Um. Huh. And I think it that movie is like so hard to watch as far as I'm concerned, and it's like I think it's hard to watch because you're watching someone have just a really bad night mm. um <laughs> in in which they can't seem to like the problems facing yeah. this guy aren't actually that bad um i was thinking about that of course he True. could solve the problem by just walking for a couple hours yeah he's in manhattan he has to get to another place in Manhattan, yeah. ninety yeah. blocks. I've well, done small, that walk. I've done that walk. Island. Yeah, I know. I have to. Small island. Yeah. In um, the grand scheme of things. Yeah. Of walks. So, so you're right. That's interesting to me. Okay. That he can't get himself out of the situation he's in, um, or that he keeps him. Or you're saying that he keeps himself not getting out of the situation that mm-hmm. he's in. That's right. Mm. Oh. Yeah. Oh. Um. But I think I also said to you at some point during the week that it it felt to me watching that movie like reminded me of like bad bad situations I've been in with people kind of. And it's um, funny to me. It was funny to me when you texted me that because I had been thinking that exact same thing about the Philadelphia story. Oh and, oh. Ooh. Or myself in situations, seeing myself in situations in the Philadelphia story. But tell me about. Well, tell me about the after hours. I was going to say, with after hours, there's this feeling, I don't know if you will relate to this, when you're, um, like, <laughs> per, when you're pursuing someone who is a bit strange to you, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you mm-hmm. find yourself in these situations where you're, like, in their ha- apartment, or in their life in some way. Yeah, you had mentioned this waiting in the apartment for someone yeah. before a little bit and i've been curious but any like fucking waiting around yeah for someone for the someone and and it's just like not i don't know like they're wasting all your time for some reason 
and you can't figure out what the hell's going on and you're just yeah. like polite if it, it feels like a movie where he's like politely waiting to see if he's gonna get laid kind of yes of course um of course and i was Same just with re- american werewolf you know yes and it point. just oh yeah laid, by the, laid by the wolf you know huh. but uh that was Griffin Dunn's like 1980s aesthetic. Yeah, just getting laid by the wolf all all, all decade. <laughs> um, I don't know. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Well, but Waiting. so when you were relating to Philadelphia story, what were you feeling about that? The what? I'm still wondering about it, dude. And you mm-hmm. tell me, it's like, okay. which of the three dudes am I? Which of the three? Oh. Which of the three suitors are you? You know, and because mm. that's. Of course, it's not necessarily laying it out that way. Mm. Not necessarily that they all. I know who I am. They're not all there to frame Catherine Hepburn's character, Tracy Lord. But at the same time, you know, they. Yeah, she they're definitely there for a reason. And the way that they're showing performing this role Mm -hmm. of or in this in this weird courtship thing that they do. It's just very interesting, and, and how what 1940 or whatever what was 1940, yeah, and 80 years, and I'm still finding myself reflected in the awkwardness of these characters and the way they're trying to seal a deal with some with someone they already know with someone you already know, you know, just mm-hmm. it, it, simply just trying to on some level how to communicate with someone, you know, uh, when yeah, you have that the communication thing. So like I wrote that this... communication and getting there. This one quote just like totally bowled me over. Like, um, the reason I love the movie, the uh, Philadelphia Story, is um, the thing the, or the most salient scene for me in that movie is when Jimmy Stewart and uh, Catherine Hepburn are both acting like they're shit faced, um, mm-hmm. coming home from the party, and they're just like having this really sweet sort of. Uh, they're in the backyard of the mansion mm-hmm. and they're having this really sweet kind of flirtation where they end up like running off to the pool at the end. Yeah. Um, and at one point during that scene, she says to him, shut up, shut up. Oh, Mike, keep talking. Talk, will you? Yes. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, and but I just. That thing of, and, you know, and I guess what's his, who's that? De- uh, who is the the guy the fiance? Not Doug. What is his name? What is the dude's name? The oh, fiance. the like the like nothing. Who she's the nothing. Marry. The dude, yeah, yeah, I can't even remember. I what can't his exactly. Name. I, I want to call. I want to call him like George. Okay, let's go with George. Whatever his what whoever he is, there's just a there's an it's not just an awkwardness, but it is an absolute inability to get to the to the moment. You know, to 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 the to the line. There's a there's a moment where he's trying to communicate this phrase or, or you know, or, or just sum up to Tracy how he feels about her mm-hmm. in, in a meaningful way. And I think it, it comes out as best he could do it. You know, mm-hmm. what's the, the, the beauty of the scene is that I think it's, it's put out perfectly as best. And it just doesn't reach that ultimate, you know, distance. Well, but he's and how I feel all the time. Mm. You know, I'm having, it just fucking killed me. And I'm like, wait, am mm. I this guy? I'm the third guy. Uh-huh. I mean, you know, it's like, and do I get to, do you, does that mean I'm just, do I stay the third guy? You know, I'm thinking that the last few days I've been like, do I, can I move back to Dexter? Do you want to be, do I want to be Dexter uh, mm. in my relationship? And, and, and does, and does that 
woman want that as well? It, it is still a fucking mystery. So to hold me. on, can we, par- can we parse these archetypes a little bit? Just like, I'm trying to figure out if they were really fleshed out in that so, way, but of course they are. There's some level of that. When you say, "Could I step back to be Dexter?" <laughs> what are what characteristics are what you is talking? It? Like, oh, and so they're talking about the boat too. When when Dexter's talking about the, the true love. The true love. He's saying, you know, it was this this flighty boat at the at the beginning, and now he says, I'm considering making it a different kind of structure, you know. But I think there are these. It's not. I don't know if it's a chronological thing to it, mm-hmm. but yeah, just these layers of the beast, you know, that these people portrayed, mm-hmm. and. Well, can I say, uh, let's keep calling him George, even though we don't know if that's his name. <laughs> um, can I, I want to say about him that he, he, there's the movie provides us with like concrete reasons, I think, why he can't be present. He's like, he's basically presented as a politician. He's like uh-huh. a young man who's on the verge of being a politician, kind of. Mm-hmm. But I think that that idea, the idea of being a politician is a version of like being full of shit. Um, and so he's presented as someone who has the attribute, like who seems safe, but is not, he's not with you. Cause he's thinking about, he's calculating. He's, yeah. he, he's like doing some sort of math, but I think what my sense of what you're saying right now is mm. that, um, in his inability to articulate, um, a feeling he's searching for a feeling to go back. Yeah. Um, to go back to a previous episode (laughs) of the dungeon. Um, you're relating to that piece of him. The, the inability to articulate what's in your heart, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Just his, the way that she's perceiving him, you know, I think I, you know, it's Mm -hmm. like, I guess that's the point, you know, it's like, how am I perceived? Cause I guess that the, of course it's, we're all these layers, you know, to, of I, and you know, what, what she's perceiving. You want to say you're not capable of throwing your friend by the face, you know, through the through the threshold. You know, I, I guess at some point you could get to that to that layer. Yeah. And it hasn't, you know, it doesn't happen that way. But you know, it's like the and the, you know, just the, the the amazing circle that the movie makes back to this character, and not not necessarily redeemed in any way, shape, no. or form. You know, in the, and maybe not even in the eyes of tracy but uh he, he's gotten around to this you know return just like what's his name paul paul mm-hmm. and uh well, after hours i mean kind of re- returned around to uh, re- refreshed or or or, che- or changed and, and and affirmed in in this process but yeah I mean, he hasn't necessarily changed i mean i guess he's seen something or seen what he's missed dexter and, and that's in rian and, and and that's enriched that or the not having is is what's been enriching, you know, in both in both the movies, you know, for for lots of people. Well, and and Mike's, you know, and even Mike's character, the way he is so <laughs> gladly going to be the you know the best man, you know, yeah. at, the, at this wedding, like after after that night. And <laughs> what was what was so something, you know, even she and he say was really not much of anything, yeah. you know, and it's just like, well, is it some? Is it, you know. Is it something? Is it? Is it? Is it not? You know? Uh, am am you, I this guy? Hold am on! I, you gotta, you I, gotta slow down. Serious? You gotta. You have to slow down so we can go through these things <laughs> one by one. Hold on. No, it so, hurts. 
first you you said so much good stuff uh, that I'm going to like lose track of some of it, but I want to go back to these things. So um, you're talking about how Catherine Hepburn's character, Tracy Lord is responding to the schmuck George. Um, And and I just, I I wanted to say that it's like a, it's, it's like they're, they're missing, um, they're missing each other. Uh, Like she's trying to um, explain something about, the gap between who she is and who she wants to be or the love she gets and the love she wishes she could get. And he's just like whiffing. Like he can't, she's throwing pitches and he can't hit any of them. I know. I know. And, and to see the miss is such a dude. And you know, we're, we're all like on these stages of our, our lives and, and, but, but accomplishing these things, but, you know, to see somebody so clearly, like you say, you know, whiffing in that moment, but intending is the full swing, you know. It is the full go, you know, cut, and it, and it just for it not to connect, it, for no, not necessarily any good reason, but just that it's not meant to be in that moment. It's heartbreaking. It's not an, it's not an antagonism. It's just a, a gravity thing. You know, it's, it's heartbreaking to see someone to watch in a movie when you're watching two characters not hear each other. There's like something really heart- heartbreaking about that. Yeah, that that, that can't it it can't help but send you back to your yeah. own life where you realize there are all these moments where you and the people you love are like talking to each other yeah. and you can't hear a fucking like you're just uh, missing. Like, like I've been telling you, you know, it's just about what I think of as you know a chaotic kind of noise level that you get at a house, like when you have if there's three kids in the house and yeah. and, and people running around. And so in this movie, you know, when you have this pure silence in the background and, or, or beautiful music in the background mm-hmm. and the, these beautiful conversations taking place and for them to not lead in the directions that you could lead, you know, you're given everything, you know, the, it's, it's, you're the most beautiful actors in the world. You know, it's, it's a great, it's a great thing. And just to see it not lead people in those directions on some level is it was like anxiety inducing for me or, or, or yeah, regret inducing. Well, so the other thing I wanted to talk about though, that's related to this too, is the, the, um, uh, what is learned and maybe we'll get into after hours with the, about this too. But like you were talking about what Cary Grant's character, uh, Dexter Haven or whatever. Dexter, is, yeah, um, yeah. Uh, learns what does he learn over the course of the movie and i was thinking nothing um except that he he is throughout the movie right from the beginning of the movie he's making an argument it it actually feels very um it's like structured like an argument throughout the movie and his argument is just about the importance of vulnerability um and Mm. He's just constantly hammering away at this idea of like, people are flawed. You need to love them for their flaws. And at the end, like um, when they when they agree to get married again at the end, um, I forget the line, but she says something about like, well, I don't know if this is going to work. And he's like, that is not the point. Like, um, of course, we don't know. Like, maybe it'll be a huge failure, but at least we're trying. Like, man, I was thinking about just lines, you know, or just approaching the line. And he's the writer, of course. And well, that's you know, Mike. Mike's the writer. Right? Yeah. You know, oh, no, I you guess Haven is too. No, no, or no, just think about it in general, you know, just the concept of, the, of these lines in the in the movie or, or the line that you're 
attacking, you know, what, whatever it is and what it takes to throw you off that, that course. And, mm-hmm. the, and yeah, just the, yeah. Wh- where you put yourself in the, in the midst of the chaos of all of it in both movies. And like you said, you know, the stakes are, you know, it, and I guess in both the stakes are the lowest things in the world, you know, for, for both, for all the characters in, yeah. in these films, it has nothing really to do with anything. It's just the height of their, the way that they take it. Mm-hmm. And yeah, you know, it's, actually the characters, it it's the characters on the periphery who have real yeah. stakes. Like if yeah, you think about like Tracy's, uh, Catherine Hepburn's character's parents are going through mm-hmm. real marital turmoil. Like, oh, um, Seth Lord, what's like, up? What's Seth, up what's Seth Lord. <laughs> yeah. We, we haven't talked about You've not wait. I can't our, believe there's a character in this movie. Another Seth in another movie that you mentioned, or was it or that we've Maybe. seen? Or this, this one. But no, I was just wait, like, I have yeah, to tell you something. Seth Lord. I've never, I don't know if this is true for you. Have, have you known a, gr- a great many Seths over the course of your life? No, man. I mean, I, there was a, there was you know, one in school mm-hmm. and that was it until I met you, I think. I've known quite and then, a few. And that was like the Ponders. Yeah. It's like, a, I mean, it's like a, a, a dearth. Is it a dearth? Dearth Seth? But I'll tell you this. I have never met a Seth I didn't like. Aww. Yeah. That's so sweet. Isn't that nice? But yeah, that's it's crazy like, that this character is Seth Lord. That's what I was thinking. Seth Lord. I said, yeah. He's a, what a name. That's amazing. Anyway, they're going through real, like, yeah. deep marital shit. Like, he's <laughs> cheated on her. He realizes he's a fucking asshole. They're having, like, a mature... Kind of... They're having, like, a mature, like, really hard... Mm -hmm. Maybe no answer to it marital question, right? That they're, like... They're going through in, like, a mature, painful way. Yeah. And, Mm. like, that's, like, on the... Totally on the periphery of this... Mm -hmm. Of the Philadelphia story. And in After Hours, like... There's some real sadness swirling around him. It's not in him. It's like the characters he meets throughout the night. Like someone kills herself. Someone yeah. else is like a like a really lonely person who just wants him his attention. They're all just the lon- the level of loneliness it seems to be in that movie. You know, in the midst of the city. The stakes pretty... for him are nothing. Like yeah. but all but these other people account, are dealing in, in a town of loneliness, even one missed boat you know could be could be a while god and, damn do i think about that a lot dude well no i mean i'm thinking like being a small town person my, myself and you know just you know when you meet that person i think it, it enriches every encounter of with, with someone for me it, it wasn't just this uh yeah it wasn't just a, a, a crowd of individuals that were you know i just had this this pick of and so every relationship feels, you know, just this mystical, mm-hmm. you know, constellation of, of, of something for me. And there's some like, yeah, just missed magic in, in after hours and in the Philadelphia story that I like appreciate, you know, mm-hmm. for that level. And, you know, when you can see, I guess, and as you get older, as you can see the magic going by, mm-hmm. you know, and, mm-hmm. and there are the cars turning or whatever, or the, or the ice cream truck, you know, yeah. whatever. But no, that is such a thing about getting older and maybe a little wiser, but see, like as time passes that you see you, the, um, your missed chances 
like are more visible to you or you even think see them, even like... quicker too if you you know after you've missed it too but i mean i i see them fucking coming before they even get there you right. know but that's my that's my point about george <laughs> <laughs> i really hope his name isn't george <laughs> that's my point about george it's like well you like you said you could see it coming from so far away at this point in your in your life and to to yeah, to, to see the character not be able to complete it is all is you not being able to complete. You know, is is ultimately it, it just reaffirms my mm-hmm. inefficiency in my relationships, and it 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 yeah really showcases that. And he's a profound, yeah, just it's just a it's a it's a missing uh, object. You know, it's just it's just passing a, a passing thing, and. You know the way she describes this. The the boat is so. I mean, of course, it's like so over the top when they talk about the true love, but it is amazing. I keep thinking about this yar thing, like all. Oh man, <laughs> yar to myself. She was yar. She was yar. <laughs> she was fucking yar. Hey, I have, here's a question for you. Do you <laughs> watch? Back. Do you watch any like um, like dating reality TV shows? I saw that flavor. I loved the flavor. Flavor. Oh, back in the day. <laughs> With the clock? <laughs> no, I don't even know. No, was there a player play? And uh, no, that's Breaking Bonaduce was not quite a dating show. You were into Breaking into dating shows, I guess. Dude, this stuff you're talking about is from like, <laughs> I feel like it's from like a hundred years ago. That's what I remember. It's like, I, I was like, there are too many of them now. It's like <laughs> older than Philadelphia's story. <laughs> well, so. Um, a bachelor thing? I have not seen it. Well, no, not that. But I so over the last few days, um, I've in addition to watching these movies, I uh, binged season one of the MTV reality show called "Are You the One." Whoa! Have you heard of this? No. So, "Are You the One?" The premise is you got uh, it's like incredibly gendered, of course, but you got mm. like ten men and ten women in uh, thrown into a house. They've all taken a like, um, basically like a some sort of like psychological like dating profile test, uh-huh. um, and out of the twenty people, each there's ten perfect matches, right? And it's like a game show. Basically, they're all in it together, and if they can figure out all ten perfect matches, they as a group win a million dollars. Whoa. Um, but so they're all living in this house together. They're all like, so they're, they're trying to like date. They're trying to like meet each other, like date each other, fuck each other, whatever. Um, they're, they're having like this real life experience, but at the same time they have this idea in their head, like, Oh, one of these people is my like perfect match person. Yeah. And I got to try to like figure out who that is for the game. And maybe because I like care about it also. Um, mm. anyway, I say that to say like, just when you, when you watch these dating shows, um, you see, you see this like compressed version of people, like people will have known each other for like 24 hours and they'll be like, I, I know it's, cr- I, it's crazy, but I think I'm in love. Like, yeah. I think this is love. Um, like, knowing I think that this I, is it. That it, knowing that it could, this could be that person. Well, or, or and just like. Getting- that's how it like if you let yourself feel if um like mm. in life you're given all this context that that reminds you okay I got I can't fly off the handle here like yeah I have to 
I have to imagine that that I need to take this step by step and kind of mm-hmm. like. Mm-hmm. But when when all of that context is removed, you get people in the situation where it's like they have like one good conversation with someone, and they're like, "Yes, this is it. This is yeah. this is it." Yeah. And I was thinking about how. Yeah. When do you close? When that, do you or when do you? You know, it's like when do you cash out? When do you? When do you? When right. do you color out? Right. And um, when are you right? When are you wrong? Like at what point, like where do you build the frame around a relationship? And, and like I said, you know, can you get back to something else if you if if you get to that other mm-hmm. if you get get to that other place? And but but like you're saying, though, I guess the point when, when the structure is present when there's a you know when the, when the structure is presented this way, yeah, it, it sets the gra- it sets the the ground rules for for everything the way you play. And yeah. I guess with Griffin Dunn's character with Paul or whatever mm-hmm. in, in after hours, after hours, I mean, it's, it, it just, it, it, yeah, everything he's met with is just this close cage, you know? Mm-hmm. And, and I guess that's just how you react over time. You know, it was amazing. It was amazing how, how quickly, you know, a couple knows could lead to, can lead to a really frantic, you know, kind of a persona, you know? Yeah. And, well, but it I'm, kind of I'm change also, everything, you know. A, a no at the at the at the wrong time, you know, versus a yes at the right time, ha- has led a lot of us, you know, to, to mm-hmm. the places we're at. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> yeah, it's kind of like I said, it's kind of get there's a sick perversion to seeing it in both the movies, yeah, play out. And yeah, I feel I felt like a, a guilty na- nature for for these characters, and 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 about myself, like I said, you know, in. in in both of them too. Paul, so. um, Paul really, uh, there's a very realistic kind of selfishness to him. Where, mm-hmm. like, he, the burn thing drove me drives me crazy now, yeah. dude. Yeah, yeah. And when I was younger, well, you got, no, keep going. But I mean, well, yeah. what I was gonna say was, there's moments. Um, oh man, yeah, I can really it, it. I relate to it in sort of a sick way. Um, where moments where all he wants to do is get home, right? Or at least that's what he's articulating. He's like, oh, I just got to get home. Please just let me get home. He's treating people like shit, basically, being like, I need to get home. Like, discounting their feelings. Is it because he's And then decided? something, well, hold on. And then something yeah. will come up. Like, he'll get, like, an in, he'll, like, hear about, like, a party or remember, like, where someone was going to be. And he'll, like try to go on with the night anyway it's mm-hmm. like you're not just trying to get home you're you're trying still get, like looking for a fee searching for a feeling searching for a feeling, trying to get aligned in that right groove you know trying to yes. get that, in the big city just feels like so many groups you know yeah. how do you and it's not fair to call it selfish it's just like we're just so like um we're like it's like the moth to the flame you know mm-hmm. Of ourselves. Yeah. Like, we, we just, we can't help but be exactly what we are. That's what's so... Yeah, that's the... Dude, that is the sad part of both of them. Mm-hmm. And I think the burn thing when I was younger really freaked me out. Like, it, it kind of just... There was something... Like, his paranoia rubbed off on me in, differently when I was younger. And now I just... Yeah, you see the... Like, I, like you pointed out, that the stakes are so simple. And low and 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 shallow and yeah 
it just makes but what happens to all these people as a result of some of these things is just so mm-hmm. so unfortunate it did just feel really it felt so in like in kind of the worst possible way emotionally it felt like what it feels like to be young and yeah out for a night that could have been fun and isn't yeah um, did you so well, were you quick see i was always i think i bailed on everything ahead of time you know i think i was the first person yeah i'll just cut it off myself you know rather oh, than rather no. i'll just i'll be the first to go home no, rather than la- see, see where this goes i'm always the last i'm like <laughs> i'm gonna uh, yeah i've like stuck around so many terrible parties just praying for something to happen Oh man, look at my, but there was some, you know, the, the discomfort level. And then I thought about the uncanny and it's like, it is the, the, this like, uh, what the um, um Heimlich is like the not being home, you know, that is the uncanny. Mm-hmm. And, Whoa. You know, you know, you know that? No, I didn't. See? Go, go do that. Talk about yeah, that. That's how, but I was just, and I had written down prescribed and prescription, you know, but all, like in the, all the pills and whatever in the, in the thing but in just his prescribed or just like be, being stuck to this yep but the the uncanny thing i mean yeah there's this unhome un, un, um, what umheimlich or whatever the uh, unhomeness of something not being in your in, in the home state you know really i guess is what it comes shit. down to it, it, the uncanny is what i kind of associated it with and you know, and like I, I went back to the Eber thing, and of course, like he he mentioned right off the rip that people say it's Kafka esque, and I guess it's easy to say that. Wow. But there's that scene at Club Berlin, you know, where the guy says, you know, it's just not your time. You know, you're, I know, you can't get to the door right now. You know, it's yeah. just like so. It's sorry, you know, it's Mohawk it's night. So over the, it's so heavy handed, <laughs> you know, with it. And I love that scene so much. Yeah. But you know, this is not your time. Like this, are you sure you want to get in here? You know, you know, it's and. um that's that moment, you know, it's just like crossing that, that, that threshold that would do. <laughs> well, <laughs> I'm thinking about home. this idea of home is really exciting to me. And he, of course he wants to get home, you know, yeah, he can't, he can't get home. And like, um, I guess I'm thinking about home as a version of comfort or the ability to feel comfortable or to relax. Yeah. But it has to I, I, I often, I personally, this is my own like psychosis. No, give it, give it to me. I give often me. conflate relaxation with like, um, maybe with mental health or with like happiness. Um, mm-hmm. like, or with, but definitely with, um, you know, we, on this podcast, we keep talking about like the impossibility of being present, like, a little bit in this episode, but it, we've talked about this before. But yeah, the the problem of being present versus being like overly self conscious or whatever. Um, and I'm just thinking about like the time um, times in my life. I don't know if you ever feel this way, but where you sort of catch yourself in feeling good. <laughs> <laughs> I'm overdoing it with that. Like uh, but um uh-huh. like you're feeling good in a way that is maybe it sneaks up on you how mm-hmm. good you're feeling. Mm-hmm. Um and that feeling becomes sort of like overwhelming in the moment or like mm-hmm. that that feeling becomes sublime 
It's almost yeah. like you're too home. You're too home or something. Oh, dude. Holy fuck. You know? Yeah. I, I get... It's a, yeah, a harmonic. Yeah. yeah, it's a harmonic. It's a resonant. It's yeah. a... It's a, it's a... Dude, whoa. You just blew my fucking mind. Yeah. But you're right. And yes, there. I guess is the point that they're rare enough that you know when there's this this hum to it you know mm-hmm. when it when it really is is affirmed and yeah, like yeah, I said, yeah. at this point it becomes a, a, a to me a nature of realizing that it was always a, a level of distraction that was keeping me from noticing it all along you know mm-hmm. and and so i guess to see tracy uh, you know, find that moment, you know, kind of come around to that vibration. Mm-hmm. Uh, what? Oh man. <laughs> I think LeBron, gives... LeBron tweeted, like, I think it was yesterday that mm-hmm. he was saying, like, you know, about the planets aligning. I didn't yeah. get to see it. We tried oh, to yeah. see it. I haven't. And I he said, you know, this is a, this is a moment of like divine vibration. You know, we gotta, you know, you gotta really get with this, get with this moment. <laughs> and I thought about like, it's not so cheesy to, to no. think this way. No, and it's not. No, 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 dude. That scene in Philadelphia story at the end when she, like, um, real she it sort of dawns on her what's happening, and she go, she goes in the room in the room where the wedding is about to happen, uh-huh. and she gives the speech. She like turns it into with her parent. It's with her supposed family. to be one wedding, and she makes it into yeah. the other wedding. Yeah. Yeah. And she's like, "Thank you all for being here. We're gonna do this thing we should have done years ago." Blah, blah, blah. But she's so, um. She's so vulnerable in that moment. Yeah, I was going to say Dexter does help her. And you know, so, but so powerful. Her. There's yeah. so much power in that vulnerability. It, it's really It's amazing. a ride. You know, it, they're riding this thing together, dude. Yeah. And yeah, and the <laughs> the fear of that, you know. I was just telling you about the road trip. You know, <laughs> the road trip over here. And, you know, just road trips with you, too. But, you know, just like, yeah, just throwing, just slapping yourself into the lap of some fear and uh well i think it was i'm having to watch grandma's boy with the family and there, i think there's a line in there something about like death minus uh, i mean uh fear minus death equals fun you know and it's Whoa. just like well you know if you, yeah so if you get to this you know it's just at, at where to that to that threshold can we can, can we get why not you know why not fucking go through the fucking door and get your mohawk get, get mohawks dude where I love to the threshold love where to the <laughs> Where to the threshold is so good. (laughs) I'll be your fill-in when you are blue, so you can fool me some more. I know you'll hike it, someday you'll pack, then you'll be leaving my door. But I kind of like it, taking you back, so you can fool me some more. I only look for roses when in season. Ah, but you're the rose that comes and goes without a reason. I make my mind up, I'm just a fool. Someday I'll even the score. Only to wind up breaking the rules. So you can fool me some more. 